Welcome to Beyond Hood and Evil. We're your host. I'm Mike. That's Chris. What's up? Yo, what are we getting into today? So, I I have, I have, I want us to begin this podcast with saying, yo, shout out to everybody that's really informed about topical information, specifically pertaining to Israel Palestine, because Mike and I are not, because <laughs> we are Black Americans, and as Black Americans, you know, the number one thing that you need to talk about and know about is race in America. <laughs> so yes. for this episode is going to be a special geopolitical episode of Beyond Hood and Evil across the globe. You know what I'm saying? We're taking it to the Middle East, aka the murder, murder the, I mean, I was about to say the murder crescent, the fertile crescent. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we just going to shout out all the lives lost, you know what I'm saying? And just say, yo, I, I feel so affected by this, like in a way that I didn't think I would. But for today's episode, we're talking about Israel and Palestine, and that's going to be for the the evil of it. Like it's mm. it's nuts. Like what's going on with over there, man? With the loss of life, the basically the the the, the cleansing that's low key happening, the ethnic high key, low key. high key, yeah, like high key happening over there, man. It's just it's a lot, and you know, I just want to say, man, we we need to really acknowledge this moment and really try to say we can do something to try to help these people that's been subjugated, which is a word I realize we use a lot on this podcast, but it's a word that's also very practical. And that is happens a lot. And we don't know. People always say, oh, I'm enslaved. And this is like, nah, you subjugated, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly the word. You can't prosper. Um, and then for the beyond of it, I wanted to talk a little bit about a book that I've been um, consuming. That's what I'm going to say, because that's not like I'm reading it for real. It's an audio book. You know, I can read, you know, even though I am an African-American, you know what I'm saying? I can read well and I can read out loud, you know what I'm saying? No stutters. And I got personality when I do it. But I wanted to talk about the book, um, The Prince by Nicolai. Um, Machiavelli, and it's 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 fire. I've been getting so much from that from that book. It don't make sense. Like I just really been trying to get my stuff myself together as a, a young industrious individual. You know what I'm saying? I had too many people around me in my life. That's really a great men of achievement. And I'm realizing I'm I'm wasting my gifts on um, mm. Call of Duty and 2K. You know what I'm saying? And I just need to go ahead and manifest my 2K skills and my Call of Duty skills into my practical skills, so I can really uh, start being a real boy out here in the world. You know what I'm saying? Endeavoring to be better out here. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag endeavoring to be better. What's up? So that's what we talking about today. And so, Chris, hold that thought because one of the things that um, we have to make room for in this, we about to get into some heavy topics, but I want to start with a win, right? Because I think the world has been taking L's lately okay we had a conversation last time we spoke about fear right and we spoke about a challenge right and we were talking about stith works mm. right your website one of the sponsors for this podcast and we said hey by may 7th it is now past may 7th and i want to know we want to know you know beyond listeners where we at on the website Man, we should call the Beyond Hood and Evil listeners the babies, bro. That's that'd be a fire name, bro. Babies, man. That'd be fire. What's up? What's going on, babies? You know what I'm saying? And that's why I call you Bay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, not to be laughing about this summer topic, but it's a good topic because I, I finished my challenge as I always do. I super it. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I 10x did. I finished it on Sunday. Like literally, we did the part. We recorded the podcast, but two the last podcast we had with y'all live live was like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Soon as Mike put down a challenge, you know what I'm saying? I was looking at him like, man, I'm no bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I went ahead and did that whole jump by Sunday. It was up, you know what I'm saying? Fix everything. The mobile jump, the web jump, all of it is up. It looked totally different, all laid out, all that, man. You know what I'm saying? I sent it to my my homies, you know what I'm saying? They told me my headshot was looking crazy. I thought I was looking smooth, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I, apparently, I looked, I was looking real uh, 
aggressive, which is something mm-hmm. I've been told in a lot of ways. Like recently, people be telling me I, all the stuff I make is masculine. It has masculine energy to the designs you make. It's like, huh, who are you talking to? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, <laughs> so I got a new headshot on that now. You know what I'm saying? I'm all cheesed up. You know what I'm saying? I'm smiling, you know, beaming on that jank, beaming and, um, you know, looking handsome and healthy. So let's let's go check out the Stiffworks website. I was told that some people don't know how to spell my name because it is a bit of a more uh, unique name. Um, it's actually Celtic, meaning that I have Irish blood in my body for some reason. Didn't know. But maybe that's why I got rage and I could deal with problems for a long time um, mm-hmm. without really making it really affect me because I could just be unhappy and just be like, you know what? This is good enough. This is good enough. I'm unhappy. But you know what? You know what? I'm going to stick it out, even though I'm unhappy. Maybe it's because my Irish shabby comes out. But you don't. But you don't drink, though. That's the only thing I, I I don't do, and I think it's because of the amount of um Islam nation of Islam rappers I listened to when I was a young man. You know, Rock, Kim, Jay Z, all my favorite rappers when I was growing up did not drink because did not drink or smoke, and I thought that made you a good rapper. So me wanting to be a good rapper, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't drink or smoke anyway, and that's why I got bars. Uh, and my mental faculties are about me at all times. I remember things that people cannot, um, because I have a clear mind. But you should go ahead and check out Stiffworks. That's S as in Steve, T as in Timothy, I. And as Isaiah T, as in Timothy H, as in Henry W, O, R, K, S, dot com. You know what I'm saying? Stillworks.com. Check that out, man. Add in the beginning of the podcast. Mess with me. Mess with me. Run them, run them numbers up. Hit me up, man. I do good work. Swear to God. Hey, so I just, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't mention that. So shout out to Chris for taking a challenge, holding himself accountable to his responsibilities, because that's what we about. So I'm not going to lie, Chris, I'm, I'm a little shook on this one because, you know, before we jumped on. Um, I said, hey, Chris, I'm not totally well-versed in this conflict, right? Um, But does that mean you should not speak on it and address it, right? And so, you know, there's probably a a group of folks who will say, well, if you don't know the facts, you shouldn't share your opinion. I agree with those folks. I also believe, you know, like in another camp is like, how much of the E-True Hollywood do you need to have on a topic to just know that what's happening is wrong. And so what I'm hearing about this conflict, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of distractions from what's really happening here. Similarly to what we hear around white supremacy and black America in the US, I think there's a lot of parallels and a lot of correlations here. And the same people who would support BLM, who would support a API communities, the same people who wanna you know just, just jump on the colorful bandwagon um, in the U.S., can't see those correlations and parallels of what's happening in other countries, like in Israel mm-hmm. or states like Israel. And so, for me, it, it, to me, it's real simple, man. It, it's, it's real simple. And what bothers me the most is that people conflate this or throw in distractions, like you're anti-Semitic if you support Palestinians, right? You you hate Jews, and it's like that's not what the conversation is about here. (laughs) The conversation, like we're talking about, is about subjugation. It's about repossessing, right? It's about cleansing, Mm -hmm. right? This specific group of people from this land that you are claiming ownership to, right? And so it's problematic for me in so many ways. And it seems to have so many millions and millions of people riled up and we're hearing about it. So Chris, it's, it's, it's such a mounting um, like discussion and there's so much anger and animosity here that it's coming to my doorstep, right? Where I'm usually under a rock and it's at your doorstep too. And when we woke up today and got on this podcast, we were both like, yo, 
we we got to talk about this, right? We got to talk about it because if we don't, we're going to be skating around it. So where's your head at in all of this? My head is in the sand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it a bean. Uh, so my, for folks that know us, man, me and Mike both went to AU, which is like the number, to me, I don't know no other school that's more mm-hmm. involved in the political and geopolitical world and issues that's going on in places that don't really affect them personally than American University, bro. People be on that joint worrying about stuff in Rwanda, um, uh, 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 Laos, uh, uh, Colombia, bro. They be worried about stuff like um, uh, um, sub-Saharan Africa. You know what I'm saying? They be all of it. It's like, bro, you from New Jersey, bro. You Italian. What you know about the plight of the Sudanese, bro? What you know about the plight of the people in Guam? You're like, what you, how you even know that? Like, where you learn that? You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that was a word. I thought you had something in your throat. You was like, wah, wah. I thought you was choking. Like, that's a word, bro. You talking about something? Use Laos. Like, where's La- Laos? Like, what? Like, the dude from, uh, Hank Hill, you know what I'm saying? Katie Hill, his lotion, he's Laotian, La- Laotian, you know, Laos, you know what I'm saying? Came with Sanasan, like, that's where he from? Like, you worry about that place? Like, people at AU was informed, bro. So, you know, me, my story, whatever. I've been going to AU for a minute since I was, like, in third grade, meeting all these different people. And like, I was just a part of that campus. I was a fixture, you know what I'm saying? For them not to give me a bigger scholarship, don't make no fuss success. But, you know, we don't think we'll talk about this, this podcast, because we talking about something serious, Israel and Palestine, you know what I'm saying? Crips and Bloods. Um, and... In this instance, Israel and Palestine is something that's been in a, around me in a tertiary way my whole life because people that I know that are close to me, they always were very well versed on this issue because mm-hmm. I got a lot of friends and people that I've been in contact with that are Jewish, you know what I'm saying? And I also have a lot of people that are actually of the Islamic or Muslim faith in my life as well that are mentors that I highly respect, you know what I'm saying? So in this instance, I always had a weird feeling about it because I didn't really know where I should stand because I do I believe that people deserve to have a home country that they can go they can call their own yes do but do I believe that you should subjugate others <laughs> no and in this instance I, I'm always been a black and white guy but sometimes it's shades of gray that just manifest in my life and I and, and I opted into moving in that shade of gray because it's easier to be gray on issues where it's really black and white um, much mm. like how people, and I, I'm gonna call myself myself accountable. I feel like that's how people that was doing a Black Lives Matter was like all lives matter. You moving into the gray area, bro. As opposed to just knowing this is a black and white issue. This is not black versus blue. This is life versus no life. This is you know pain and suffering versus the cultural norm. You know what I'm saying? So in this instance, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I just don't understand how people don't see this as a problem. What's going on in Palestine? How, you know. We need to do something about the violent acts that's going on and how these people have been being subjugated, attacked, and you know, basically taken advantage of since the nation's inception in a lot of ways. You know, I'm not the most I'm not a, a history buff on the Middle East like I am like well, China and Jap, you know, Jap, Japan and stuff, because I like samurising, you know, all that other type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm an mm-hmm. appropriator in these days, you know, that's what they call it. I'm an appropriator. <laughs> and like I didn't really get into the, the Middle East like that, but um I do think it's bad. I think it's wrong. And for people that want a snapshot of it, like in a in a very um, layman way. So apparently, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, they color banging still. They still color banging out there. People don't know what color banging is. That's when the Crips and Bloods back in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? If you were red, you had that dead on, you're getting r- riled out on by the, by the people in blue. If you had that blue on, bruh, 
You, you get right. You, yeah, man, you got that fluid, man. They get they getting you out the way if they wearing red. So that's what it's like there over there, man. If you if you out here rocking your um, hijab, you know what I'm saying. You get in the wrong neighborhood, and you end up on the border or something in Israel. They putting you in a in a in a full Nelson. You know what I'm saying? They putting you in a in a Texas clover hole. You know what I'm saying? They trying to throw you. They get you all the way out the way. You, they 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 punishing you, and then it's vice versa. Like the the wild part about it is, all I know about it is that the Israelis was like one of the smallest nations, but they got one of the toughest militaries in the world. Like it's it's not that big of a place, but if you mess with them. Bruh, they put they put in all types of you getting beat with hands and feet. That's what's happening, bruh. They mm-hmm. got their own mess special martial arts called Krav Maga. That shit is not a fight move. It's none of it is for fighting, bruh. It's for <laughs> fighting. Like I don't know if you ever seen somebody that know Krav Maga. Like no, no Krav Maga. It's eye gouges, nut shots, throat punches. It's nuts. Like when you see it, it's like yo, this is some real life John Wick, Bruce Lee. You know what I'm saying? Liam Neeson. The, the protector type, Umbach, like no man, listen, yeah, man, like Umbach, Johnny Guy, he just, whatever his name is, Tony Jaw ain't got nothing on nobody, no Krav Maga. He is mixing up anybody because youngins, like all the people that know Krav Maga for real, they like six three, six four, one hundred and eighty five pounds, all muscle, no fat, breast smell like masa balls, and about to whoop the shit out you. Like it's nothing you gonna do because you getting mixed. You just on your back getting punched in the face. You know what I'm saying? You getting mixed. So like they just been using that power and that and that strength and that ruthlessness basically just to really take over parcel by parcel by parcel by parcel by parcel until now Israel is almost just engulfed most of what used to be Palestine, bro. And in mm-hmm. this most recent attack from what I've been reading and understanding, but you know, you always got to think about where you consume mm-hmm. this information from. So I tried to go to the most neutral source. I know Wikipedia and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on there, they basically said that the attack, um, Kill 28 people at least right now. And of the 28 right now, it was 10 children was killed in this attack. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole impetus of this attack is just so that they can reclaim some land mm-hmm. for a community, which they just trying to take the land from these people. It's been a mass forced eviction that's going on um, mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. Um, I, I'm not going to even try to say I know the name of the neighborhood right now. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to mispronounce it or nothing like that. But it's a neighborhood um, in in Palestine, apparently, and Israel is trying to take it over and take all the people out of the neighborhood. Yeah. It's just nuts, bro. It's not right. As It's a video online of a woman pleading with this man. She's like, this is my house. Why are you trying to take my house? And he's like, what you want me to do? Is, I mean, somebody going, somebody else going to come and take it if I don't take it. So why not me? And it's like, huh? Like you see the you, the ladies pleading with this man, like she's a Palestinian, he's an Israeli, and you know what I'm saying. He just this big dude, like he not big like Burley, he big like Peter Griffin, and he mm-hmm. just sitting there, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yama could up. He's <laughs> about to eat the house, bro. He's about to eat just the about house. To, and and, and the ladies and the ladies just like pleading with him, like, why are you here? Why are you here? This is my family. We're eating dinner. And you're trying to take my home. Why are you trying to take my home? And he's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Someone else is going to come and take it if I don't take it. So I'm going to take it. You got to leave. And it's like, that's what all Dis- they say. Dissonance, bro. So it's it's nuts, man. It's crazy how people get power and then they um, become, you know, <laughs> listen. Yes. Listen, bro. Yes. Listen. It's nuts. In the, uh, the, the, the wildest part, man, because at the end of the day, 
Um, I can imagine people are like, well, you don't know. You haven't read. My, my question is, well, what have you read? What do you know? Or you can have family that grew up there, but you haven't been there, right? You have family who are, who are giving you content, who's giving you information. Those are your facts. I appreciate those. Take those and, 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 and run with them. That doesn't mean that that's the whole truth. I remember this quote or this analogy that the truth is a, is a mirror uh, that has fallen and there's broken glass and we all grab our little shard and we think that that's the whole piece. Right. But the reality is there's a lot of different things that we don't even have perspective on that really puts together this 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 full glass, this full picture. And again, it doesn't take me to know much to just know when this is sour. Right. Because just try to apply it to your life. (laughs) I've been living somewhere, specifically my family for let's just call it decades, but reality, hundreds of years. Years and then someone knocks on my door with the police and tells me to get out. Why? Because the the government just said that we can we can take this. Well, this is mine. Well, we just re- wrote a law that says this space is mine. At the very least, if I say, because I'm being real civil, let me take my stuff with me. I don't even have that opportunity. I just got to go. So you're truly just displacing me to somewhere for me to have to figure it out. And then you sit up comfy in my spot. Chris, in what place to any group of people <laughs> would that be okay? Probably in um, Grand Theft Auto, in San Andreas, where you would go and ride out on a community, you know what I'm saying? You with the Grove Street, Grove Street, you know what I'm saying? Grove Street all day, Grove Street. Hey. And then you go to ride out on some ballers, you know what I'm saying? The ballers sitting there on the block and they like, listen, you see the ballers, so you you cruise past in your little old school link, the old school Regal, you know what I'm saying? It was a good day, planning back. The day in zone. Dun, 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 dun. You crow past real slow, you know what I'm saying? You you roll past real slow, and they like, hey, who that? Who that right there? And you just you just speed up the block real fit, quick, you know what I'm saying? But then you come back, and what's playing on the radio? What's playing on the radio? What's playing on the radio, Mike? <laughs> it's nothing but a gangster party, you know what I'm saying? You got that playing. Dun, dun, dun. You, you speed past, you roll down the window, you know what I'm saying? You spin the block on them. He just lay down all the ballers. You know what I'm saying? You lay down all the ballers, right? The ball. And then the, 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 the parcel start on your map. It's glowing. Start green and, glowing green, green and purple. Green and purple. It's glowing. Because y'all battling. Y'all battling. Y'all battling. And you know who about to win? You. Because you put it in the codes. You got an infinite ammo. I'm, you know what I'm saying? My person, my, my character been hitting the gym. You know what I'm saying? And this metaphor, obviously, the Israel is going to be, you know, Grove Street because they overpowered. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's almost designed for you to win, no matter what. It's designed for you to win because you used to overpower. Um, so you just go and you ride out and you take the parcel. That's the only place I can imagine that's really like that. Like you just go and just basically over use an overwhelming force, just take something from somebody. It's like a strong arm robbery, like a dude that's six six played for the football team, bullying a kid that's in a, the head of the math club. Strong arm robbery. What's the person mm-hmm. that's the head of the math club going to do? Nothing but get robbed. So in this instance. It's the same thing. And it's wild because a lot of this, I feel like, has shades of like xenophobia or what's the mm-hmm. word that people use? Ethnocentric. It's a lot of ethnocentricity that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And that if you feel like if you are someone who's of the faith of like, of, that follows Judaism, you can't, you feel like you can't side with Palestine. Or if you're someone who's um, a, a Muslim, you feel like you got to side with Palestine. But sometimes it's not even about what you follow or what you believe. It's about what's right and what's wrong. And mm-hmm. if anybody was coming just and just 
forcibly put you in a system of apartheid today, how would you feel, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like this is a this is a, a living moment, an actual moment we're experiencing together as one of active apartheid that's happening, and it's been going on for years. And we and, and the, under the guise of basically terrorism, like mm-hmm. every time there's an attack on assault, it seems to be masked with, well, this is a jihadist group. This is a you know this is, has to do with the war on terror. Is this like, Hamas? You yes. know all that. You know what I'm saying? It's all that. And it's like, how how is that so when you actively see that the people that's coming back from these attacks are women, children, regular, mm-hmm. everyday people? It's like, these are regular people that you just bombing. And that sounds mm-hmm. crazy coming from two Black American men, you know what I'm saying, who've been a part of the most war in this nation in the world ever. Like, America has been under constant war my entire life. <laughs> like, there mm-hmm. has not been a peacetime since I was born. So, <laughs> it's just... It, 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 everybody, everybody fake the funk until it's really time to show what you believe. Like a big thing that I saw also um, with Jay Electronica, the most barnest, the one of the best rappers that released a not good album ever. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, the album was solid, but the, I, that's neither here nor there. Album is mid at best. Respect. He put out a tweet saying, "I see, pray for this, pray for Paris, pray for that." But when it's Muslim, it's quiet. I understood. And it's like, I feel like that's one of the truest statements I ever seen. Whenever there's issues in the Middle East, something that happens, the world don't pray for them. The world don't stop for them. The world don't send support to Islam. You know what I'm saying? The people that follow the faith of, you know what I'm saying? Like no, no one sends anything to them. Even when it's Ramadan, like people post pictures of them eating and you know, all this other stuff that's really just almost trying in a way. Like if you're trying to do your best to be on your fast or be on your dean or whatever, and you see people out here just doing stuff that's absolutely hot. Um, like, come on, man, what we doing, man? Why don't you be supportive of your friends? You know what I'm saying? Be trying to keep it halal at least in their space if you're around them. Just try and be supportive in your in ways that you can. But in moments like these, all you can do is stop and say, man, that's that's messed up, man. This ain't right. It's like that meme that came out on the political um, platforms all like a couple years ago. I guess 2018. It was like shame. Shane yeah. was ringing a bell. It's like that. Like we just need to do something. Need to happen like that. But like, is this turning into a situation where you cannot guilt these people because they believe they're doing something righteous under the guise of faith? And once you get into that, you get into that um, fanaticism. Because mm-hmm. it's not fascism. It's being a fanatic. It's fanaticism, bro. You can't really stop that person. Like all you, all you can do is just is try to support who's being attacked as best you can. I have little to know. I have little to no information about how you can support people if you want to give to them. You know, you're saying you want to try to help people in Palestine. All I can help say is that I hope you you, you could share it. You could post about it on your social media, or you can just because I doubt if there's any way you can really donate for real without being put on some sort of list. Because America mm-hmm. and Israel, you know, what I'm saying they best, best friend. My best friend. That's my best friend. That's my <laughs> best friend. That's my best friend. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying flexing. So, Chris, and that's that's the part I want to get into, man, because. You talked about it. When you have an entire army behind you, it doesn't matter what fight you go into. You fully loaded. You stocked up. Like, I go into the playoffs, and I got James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffith. If I'm Kyrie Irving, am I worried about LeBron James injured? Am I worried about Anthony Davis injured? Nah, because I got I got, I got, got the squad. Like, we coming in deep, and we got money. <laughs> So, like, if you're going to go into these neighborhoods of people and you got the whole fleet behind you, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to come in with some gusto, right? And so 
for me, I can't think of any more disgusting way to, to support this than what we're doing through the U.S. government. Like you said, we're besties, right? We're supporting this. And, and it's no secret that that's what America does, right? Like America funds these conflicts in other places to do what we do best, right? To spread our ideology of white supremacy and capitalism across this world so that we can continue to be at least, well, fictitiously, but like, at least we, we can look like we're dominant, but it's really all the aberration. It's all just like race hate, <laughs> whatever it is, it's all just hate that we spew and we spew that into other countries. And we do that through funding of actual dollars. We do that through establishing informants. We do that by giving people guns and weapons. And now we're starting to do that through the internet, right? Mm-hmm. To influence people to believe certain things. And so what I really want to surface again is this is not about anti-Semitism. This is not about, we haven't even said Jew on this, on this, on this podcast. <laughs> like it's, it's not about you. Right. But to one of the points you made, Chris, you can be Jewish and know what's happening is wrong. Right. You can be an Israeli. You can identify with that state and say that this is wrong. What's happening. Right. Like these, these allegiances that we have that are just, based out of fake things like our race. Like, I don't believe because I am a part of the Black community. I don't believe that every single thing that Black people do is the right thing to do. And I especially don't mess with Black people who subscribe to white supremacy mm-hmm. and who have assimilated to that culture to preserve themselves. I have a problem with those Black people. I don't support those Black people or those Latinos who subscribe to white supremacist things and are bootstrappers and, and feel like that they need to be of that elk of who's dominating this world. I, I don't subscribe to that. So I don't support everything that's black just because I'm black. Mm-hmm. So just because you're Jewish and you're in that state doesn't mean that you can't support Palestinians who are, <laughs> yo, bro, they're, they're being, they're just being dominated. It's just really being dominated. For me, I've just never been about bullies. That's one thing that's been like, that really gets to me is when I see a bully. And when I see cops, I see bullies. When I see government officials, I see bullies even back down to the smallest levels. When I was in LA, when I saw gangs, I saw bullies, right? And what I'm looking at now, when I'm looking at the Israeli state and their government, I see bullies. And when I see people who are riding on the coattails of that government to take that land to actually possess those homes, I see bullies. And hey man, I was always told that you gotta put bullies down. You got to, you gotta, you gotta, cause if you let people continue to bully you, what happens? Like when you said you was walking down your street and somebody came to you with a stick, and they said, give me everything you got, Chris. Those are bullies. And had you let them take your stuff, what would they have continued to do? Continue to rob me, you know what I'm saying? Continue to rob you every single time. So the thing is, people have to respond. We're forgetting now about what's the root of the issue here. You could talk about Hamas. You could even talk about, oh, we've seen Palestinians use their babies as shields. We've, we've like, you talk, you could talk about all the nonsense, just like you can talk about Black people and their obsession with drugs, Black people in their single parent homes, Black people and their love for rap music and what that does to them, Black people in this and this and that, Black people shouldn't run when the police come, Black people should just, like you, all those excuses and distractions you hear, right, that distract us from the root of the issue. The same thing is happening here with Palestinians. We're focused on their response by a small group in defense of protecting what's theirs. We're calling foul on that yet you are still bombing them, yet you're still entering their homes and taking that from it. And you wonder why people are upset. You wonder why people are saying like, yo, no, we're not just going to take this. So my thing is like, I can't support bullies. And it's really clear when someone's a bully. The issue is when you have these scuffles and fights, 
it's usually the person that has responded, not the person that it's initiated, that gets caught when a fight starts. So you throw that first punch, most people don't see that. It's that second punch when you fight back is what people are seeing. So I feel like Palestinians, well, I feel like Jewish people are getting a bad rep because they're a part of this. Um, but it's not them. It's the Israeli government. Palestinians are obviously getting the brute force of this. And I just want to put that on why I said that's fucked up and that's not cool. So when we talk about collectively what we can do, I don't have a list of organizations, Chris, for you to send money to, because that's what we do. We send money to things because money changes things. And we all know and we all know what we need to do. Keep our elected officials responsible and hold them accountable. Hold them to the fire. That's what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we need to hold our political representatives and our government responsible to make sure they're not supporting terroristic regimes and people that are doing heinous war crimes and acts against defenseless people. I guess to wrap my mind up on this, because Chris, I definitely want to talk about your book. And it's not that we need to be over this topic. It's just that I, I want to learn more, but learning more is going to show me what, tell me what that my preliminary gut feel on this is off. I'm going to just be more informed and I'm going to come with a lot more spice. <laughs> and I ain't got to be Palestinian. I don't have to be Jewish or Israeli to come with the spice, you know, from just understanding what's happening contextually and culturally and just in real life to people. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at this, man. We all have blinders. We all have particular topics in our life that we are not privy to the blinders that we wear because we cannot see how it's applicable to us. There's always that situation where we'll have a conversation with someone. Chris, I'll say, like, I'm going through X thing in life and then you'll give me advice on how I should navigate it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you'll go through X thing in life and I'll give you that same advice and you'll say, oh, no, it's a little different though. Facts. Oh, no, it's a little different. So is this a little different <laughs> than Black Lives Matter? Is this a little different, right? Then, you know, white folks in America saying Blue Lives Matter, right? Trying to make this a distraction from Black Lives Matter. Is this a distraction when we talk about anti-Semitism instead of talking about anti-Palestinian right now, right? Like the, the fight for, the fight against white supremacy is, I think is the same fight that's happening all over this world and it manifests in different ways. And so is it really that different just because it hits a little closer to home for you? The answer is it's not. Yeah, so I mean, I, I agree 100% with what you just said. Like, yeah, in certain instances, no matter how neutral you want to be, sometimes you just got to be, I mean, it's a phrase that I learned a couple of years ago, you won't be on the right side of history, bro. Sometimes, even if you don't believe it, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just got to be on the right side of history. Like, you won't be the one, the one jerk that was still like, gay people shouldn't be married, and it's 2010. It's like, bro, <laughs> you tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, blue lives matter. Black people getting killed by police. Blue lives matter. You gonna like a whole asshole in a couple years, bro? Because people be like, yo, you you was wilding, bro. <laughs> you were wilding. Like, we'll be all lives matter. Black lives matter. All lives matter. No, nah, bro, it don't, bro. Like, you gotta think about it. What we saying though, it's not that all lives don't matter, but black lives need to matter. In this instance, I feel like it's the same instance, bro. Something need to be done about this. Can't have the Israelis going out and just actively enacting and engaging in apartheid in the modern world. Like that's not right. Like I don't, I know that's very Western of me to say, or you know what I'm saying? That's very anti-Israel to say, but and I'm not, I'm gonna be blunt. It's not like I'm, I'm and I'm not anti-Israel. 
I'm just pro people and pro life, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not not pro life like women don't have though. Man, you can't say nothing no more, bro. Oh my God, bro. You cannot say nothing. It's a cause for everything. It's like wearing colors. You can't wear paint. You can't wear. You can't wear nothing, bro. You can't say nothing, bro. I'm just saying. What I am saying is that I am pro human, and I think people need to live, bro. Like that's all I'm saying. People have the right to pursue liberty and freedom what and the pursuit of happiness wherever they live in the world i'm not saying that's an american ideal i'm saying that's the ideal that's open to every all peoples across the world no matter what you believe in everybody want to be free everybody want to pursue happiness and everybody want you know liberty you know what i'm saying everybody want that those are three things that's just, that's why i sound so fire when people come to america and hear about america because our taglines is it's fire america land of liberty you know freedom liberty pursuit of happiness like that sounds fire i'm trying to go there you know what i'm saying in my country all we got is rocks and bread and i'm tired of throwing rocks and eating bread you know what i'm saying i'm trying to go easy i'm trying to get fat like an american it look good you know what i'm saying you see people over in abundance and stuff but yeah man i'm gonna I'm I'm go on a tangent bro. i'm going a long ass ramp you know so let me let me just say this it's messed up they need to cut it out Somebody need to intervene. It's, I don't know if it should be us though, because um, <laughs> America's the world's police, and that's how it's been for a millennia. And I don't know if we should intervene, but there need to be something that's done. The White House put out a statement. It, it didn't say nothing <laughs> really of substance to support, you know, yo, what's going on over there. So that's telling. Uh, it, people that are Israel are from Israel are posting things, and it's basically just downplaying what's going on in Palestine and the attack. It's super nuts. Come on, bro. You got to do better. We got to do better as people, bro. There's always something that's going on in the world. As soon as the world open up, you know what I'm saying? That's why we can't have nothing nice. That's why y'all keep your ass mm -hmm. on that plastic. That's what I'm saying. That's why you got to keep your ass on that plastic, man. Keep your ass on that plastic. That <laughs> <laughs> is nuts. So, Chris, you have been reading, though. And, I, and I've been reading a little bit, too. I, I like to, to actually, in these cases, I like to lean back into philosophy because I believe that history is cyclical, like things repeat, situations repeat themselves. And I think it's really incumbent upon us to be really locked in with our history to understand the actions we can take today that then shapes our futures, mm. right? And so I like to read philosophy and what I start to understand from the great thinkers of our past time is that we've been dealing with this same shit for millennia, like just the same shit. And so I kind of lose a little bit of faith. <laughs> Sometimes that we'll be able to get it right because I'm like, yo, we've been battling this, 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 this these things for eons, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the things I also do love is just that twofold. One is I share a lot of these ideas or ideals, <laughs> ideologies, right? When I'm reading these things, I'm like, oh, I've said something like this. Oh, I've read something like this. Oh, I think like this. Oh, I feel like this. So I'm like, oh, I'm one of the great thinkers. I even mm -hmm. told Chris one time that like, you know, I want to be one of the great mics you know, to, to bless this, this world. And I want to be like, I want to be the philosopher. So there's Tyson, there's the boxer, there's basketball, there's Jordan. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to throw them on my Mount Rushmore Michaels. Uh, and I know my Michaels are black right now. Hmm. Myers, uh, Myers, you know what I'm saying? You forgot Myers. <laughs> and they all have their reasons for being a great Michael. I think mine going to be if, in philosophy. And you, Chris, you said, nah, it's not, it's not going to be that. But... <laughs> I was like, I, I think it will be because that, that stuff really resonates with me. And I'm really all about those esoteric conversations. So I haven't read as much as, I, as I've been wanting to. I got a few books behind me that are still um, sort of in the queue. But Chris, you have something that you've active, actively cracked open that you've been invested in. And it's given you a lot of game. Yeah, man. Um, I made a decision. I wanted to read a bunch of books. But I realized that my, my current lifestyle... 
I like to read. Like when I was growing up, I used to read in the bathroom a lot. That was my go-to space to read. I don't know about y'all. I'm being real candid on here. That used to be my favorite thing. Go to the bathroom with a book. Spend 20 minutes in the bathroom. Reading. I was say, didn't your legs cramp up and hurt when you try to stand up? Like they get all super tingly. You can't feel them. Your your, your foot feel like concrete. See, so I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a bunny with you. I sit with the lid down. So I'm 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 just leave it like that. I'm gonna say that, Mike. I put the lid down when I use the toilet. <laughs> I'm and a you know little what I mean? kind of yeah, guy, yeah, I'm, But listen, don't, don't share that with nobody. One. Don't share that with nobody because <laughs> you're a savage animal. No one does that. You put the lid down when you sit. You sit, that's what the that's what the butt cheek flap is for. No one sits ass to commode. Like Mike, everyone, Mike likes to put his butt on the commode. Like there's no flap between, there's no barrier between him and that commode. He's on the porcelain, ladies and gentlemen. So if Mike goes to your house and takes a dump, <laughs> He's lifting up both the lid, the, the lid to the toilet and his toilet seat to sit his ass on the commode. Just and I'm to let you know. Da- and I'm wiping it all down. So I so, do know when your house is dirty. I do facts. Know. And that's why Mike knows I'm clean because I keep my shit immaculate. He ain't never uh-huh. seen no nothing on my house because I'm I'm like that. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a cleanliness on women's in the night on the 50s. What's up? Mess with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The rings around my, ain't no ring around my toilet. You know the little knobs that people be having. Oh, yeah. Clean. You know what I'm saying? So mess with check them. You know check them. Check them when you go to your your, your people's places. You know, how, clean, how, y'all, how clean? How clean? How clean are y'all, ladies? I bet it's mm-hmm. rings around your toilet. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you, you lift your toilet up, it smell like all types of tuna fish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fix it. Fix mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just let it shouldn't look like Kool Aid in there. What is that? What is that? Ketchup? What is that? Egg? What's going on? Clean your toilet. Get a brush. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I've been reading this book called The Prince. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I been reading this book for The Prince. The Prince is is by a guy who's really seen in history as an evil, um, very polarizing figure. Um, I'm not going to lie. His name is Niccolo Machiavelli. And that's the dude that um, Tupac based his name off of. Machiavelli is from Niccolo Machiavelli. He was a supreme individual, uh, a, a very insightful and dominating, domineering mind of his generation, like one of those people that was able just to consume information and put it out in a way that's very easy for the average layman or layabout to consume. I myself is someone who's an educated layabout. That's why I like to, you know what I'm saying? Cause I always be like, man, I'm nobody and neither are you. You ain't nobody either, you know what I'm saying? You're human, don't matter. You still mm-hmm. take dumps and go to sleep and burp and fart and stuff. So you ain't nobody either. Um, but I'm trying to be better than you nobodies, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be king of the nobodies. So <laughs> I've been reading this book called The Prince. And the book is laced, ladies and gentlemen, and other individuals who are non-biased, MZers and all that. It's laced with so much gain. It don't make sense. I, I was listening. To, uh, it's an audio book, as I was saying. Um, when, I, when I got, before I went on my tangent about, you know, sitting in the bathroom reading books, it's an audio book. So I, I can listen to it on my way to the gym. Or I can listen to it when I go for a walk or if I'm really feeling like I'm really ha- like really healthy. I listen to it while I'm running and just be mad tired because it's not really a pace that I can run to. Um, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, out of pace, you like can't yeah, go to the pace. Yeah, of this yeah, exactly, just, exactly. It's no beat. It's just a dude talking. Syllables. Yeah, just talking, dude talking um, with like some type of Italian accent. Uh, but the book is filled with a lot of information and stories. Um, and it's I feel like you know it's called a prince, but I feel like it's applicable because I know Mike always be low key checking me when I'm like, yeah, I think it's because I was gonna definitely be like, if you're a young man or a man that's endeavoring to be better in your life, you should definitely check out this book. But Mike will be you. like, what about what about ladies, Chris? Can ladies read the book too? Yes, Thank ladies you. can Thank read you. the book too. If you want to learn how to be a good prince, I don't see how that will apply to you because you should learn how to be a great princess. But you know. <laughs> It, it's neither here nor there. Uh, Chris, the, you, you know, you have a you have a daughter. Um, will she have all pink in her room? My daughter? Yeah. Man, if I hopefully my daughter grow up, she'd be a lesbian. I don't have to worry about it. 
You know, she got a lot of blue in her room. She want blue soup. I mean, yeah, career. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Career. So that means she 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 will she, you you will give her this book to have the game to be a prince. Man, listen, man, you trying to get into some stuff that don't matter, man. My, if I have a daughter, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She gonna like what she like. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff about oh man, like you be not just just going one more tangent. I saw online that this lady said she sent her her son to school in a dress to fight um, the patriarchy. He was 12 years old. Does she know that she just created a serial killer? She she has to know. He's he's now a, 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 a not only is he a misogynist, he's now a serial killer that exclusively kills middle aged prostitutes because he has mommy issues. Because his mom sent him to school in a dress when he was twelve years old. So I just want to point out that some there's the inclusion to delusion is a thing. People out here are wild. Listen, some people just like what they like. When I was a little boy, I didn't like trucks. I ain't like, you know what I'm saying, trains. That's not something I liked. What do you want to know mm-hmm. I like? Reading books, drawing pictures, playing with mm-hmm. action figures. Those are things I just liked. It wasn't like I was gendered into it. My mother used to dress me and my brother in sweatpants outfits. Mm-hmm. For, until I was about six, seven, I was walking around looking like a goddamn tennis ball, just random red, <laughs> red, 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 red sweat top, red pants. And you know how I, I was tall, bruh. I'm like five, I'm five years old, six years old. I'm like four feet tall when all red, all blue, all gray. You know what I'm saying? My room was white. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was colors and blues and stuff all in one. No, it wasn't. She, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't that way. Girls played with stuff that they like, dolls and stuff. Why are we trying to change stuff? That's just what people are. The biological imperative is the biological imperative to make meet somebody, make have kids die. That's it. That's that's the only imperative. The only time we get into these situations and when stuff is too comfortable, because ain't no problems, ain't no real problems in the world. So people fighting about stuff that don't matter. Oh my god, I need to be uh, included in life. Oh my god, I want to be just like a man, but I'm a woman, but I still want the privileges of a woman, even though I want all the rights and justices of a man. No, you want to be like the top one percent of men. You want to be rich. You want to be famous. You want to be healthy. You want to be dominant. That's not every man. Some men work at Domino's their whole life. Some men work in the in the garbage truck their whole life. They not somebody of power and stuff. They're not subjugating nobody. Some people are just regular people. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like you want to be like the man. You don't want equality or equity for masculinity for the man. You want to be the top 1% of men in the world. That's not equal. <laughs> That's not equality. So cut it out, ladies. Cut it out. Let somebody open the door. You know what I'm saying? If you're cold, take his jacket. It's fine. We're not trying to subjugate you. We just want you to feel protected. You know what I'm saying? Which is your biological imperative. Anyway, back to the prince. <laughs> back to the prince. Uh, hey, Chris, you thought I was going to lose people when I talked about funding. Yeah. And, and this is what you come back with? I came back with this. This is because it's, it's not wrong. Because <laughs> it's not wrong. And, and what I was what you said, you, you trying to build an app, get some money. <laughs> And you out here saying some I'm wild protect, stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. protecting you, Mike. Yeah, I'm helping you out. What I just said ain't help nobody out. It's either going to cut some people off or it's going to cut some people on. But so let's go. What okay. we talking about? Okay. What we talking about? Okay. It's going to cut some people off. because people, And if you get cut off, good. Because I wasn't trying to talk to you anyway. What we talking about? What we talking about? I can't open the door. I can't ask you about your date. I can't roll your feet. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to put on a dress. We go out. You got to wear the pants. What's up? Huh? Um. Anyway, so back to the prince. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Back to the prince, you know what I'm saying? What I'm trying to be. Uh, it's basically about the leadership um, 
and principles that you need to know when you're endeavoring to be a man about town. And then when I say a man about town, I mean someone that's trying to build an empire, someone that's trying to lead a nation, somebody trying to start a company, be uh, basically it's just general jewels that you need before you embark on a path of leadership in life. Mm -hmm. If you're uh, someone who is trying to start a business, it could be because back in the day, all the things were um, related to royalty. You know what I'm saying? And people that led nations, civilizations, republics. But these, the same information and tools, like you said before, Mike, history is cyclical. These same tools apply to everyday life. If you're just trying to be the best manager you can be, you should check out the prints. If you're just trying to be the best team leader, you're trying to be the best husband, you're trying to be the best head of household, like if you're a mm -hmm. mother or a father, these are all tools that you need to help you identify areas where you need to really try to develop in order to be successful as a leader. Mm -hmm. After reading a book, you know what I'm saying? I, I like to I like to take in the meat, spit out the bones. I really I talked to Mike off off Mike, you know, um, about what I think I am. And in the book, it talked about you got foxes and you got lions. And the idea of a fox and a lion is that a fox is someone who's clever and elusive and always very free flowing and always thinking ahead. It's super duper agile with the way that they move and very intentional with the way that they enact and move through life. And then you got the the lions. Lions are brutish. <laughs> They're individuals that just kind of overpower their way through anything. They barrel things through things and they're, they, they're brave and they're strong and they're bold. But those are the same things that ultimately lead to their downfall. So mm. and the same thing that and the things that help that hinder a fox are that they are so elusive and so thinking they don't necessarily have the power to just break down and bust and barrel through things like a trap. So if you get up in a, if a fox ends up in a foxhole or in a trap they kind of just caught, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't have the mm -hmm. power or the ability to get out. But if a lion gets caught in a foxhole, they just going to burrow through it. Vice versa, if a fox ends up in a noose or a snare, I mean, if a lion ends up in a noose or a snare, it's stuck. And it can't really get out because it's been snared. But a fox has the ability to jump and move in and out of the snare so that it's not going to get caught in something so unthinking because they're not unthinking mm -hmm. individuals. So I realized that I myself, I'm probably, a, I'm more of a lion. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've thankfully surrounded myself with lots of foxes in my life. Almost most people I know, yeah, Mike being my fox, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm his lion, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No pause, you know what I'm saying? We comfortable out here, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Ain't no toxic masculinity on here, you know what I'm saying? Only when I say what I said about ladies being ladies. <laughs> um, but, um, you know... You know what I'm saying? So in that in that moment, I, I realized that and I and I realized I had been moving in life just kind of clumsily and brutishly. And I needed to start moving more intentionality, which is what Mike had been telling me in a lot of soft ways for years. Like, Chris, you know, what's mm -hmm. going on with that? When, when, when are you going to do that, Chris? When, 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 why don't you try to check that out, Chris? How, how your business going? When are you, when you going to set up that system, though, Chris? Because you, you got like, you know, what I'm saying? he been giving me a lot of free hints, like gentle nudges for a long time. And I'd be like, what you talking about? I'm good, you know what I'm saying? Like a lion. What you talking about? You know, so we're just loud. I'm with great. It. I'm great. I'm great. What you talking about? I got, I got this. Fast. It's working, right? It's working, right? I'm I'm good. I'm not hungry. Um, so but now I'm I'm gonna think now nah, Mike was, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to hold me out, you know what I'm saying? Same thing, Brian, Theon, all y'all, you know what I'm saying? Josh Diego. Um, so it's like all these things. And then another thing he talked about is someone who's um basically the idea of being a generalist versus a specialist. And as a generalist myself, I'm good at a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm good at a myriad of things, but I'm not excellent at nothing. <laughs> like I'm not excellent at nothing. I'm just good at just about everything I do. So in that you always, that's why you need people that specialists around you because specialists are just focused on those things and they're able to shore up the areas that you are good at to take you into that great, they propel you into greatness because they mm -hmm. have. 
excellent at the one thing where you lack. So that I was thinking about that and it pertains to life. And I was like, that's true. Like in most of my situations where I've flourished, it's been either surrounded by people that are just excellent at one thing or either they're like a super duper intentional about the endeavor that we're doing and giving me clear direction that I just need to focus on these three things. So like mm-hmm. when I was working on this project with Kenny, Kenny being a man of great vision, that's his ability. Like he just has vision. Vision, 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 vision. And and for me, somebody who is able to see things, but I don't see things all the way down the line. I can see mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I'm saying, in the future a little bit, but he's seeing stuff months, years. Yeah. And I'm like, I needed that for that campaign to work to make sense for me because if you put me in a direction, I'm just going to keep running. <laughs> and I'm knocking yeah. down walls, jumping through windows and all that. But it's like, I don't know where I'm really running to, but I'm running. <laughs> so can he provide vision for me? We was able to do a, achieve a lot in that campaign, which is why people were just like, how'd y'all do all this? It's like, well, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do to get it done. And Kenny mm-hmm. just got the vision and the ability to make it manifest in such a way it's going to make sense. So we built together. It was great. Even with me and Mike with the podcast, like mm-hmm. Mike is very, very super duper intentional about everything he do. <laughs> it ain't it ain't a hair out of place. And he, like when you look at him, you wouldn't think that. But it ain't a, it ain't a thought. <laughs> It ain't a thought out of place in his mind. You know what I'm saying? Your man be knowing what he's doing. And me, I'm just like, bro, we just going to do it. It's going to make sense. It's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm a part of it, it's going to work. And he's just yes. like, yeah, that's a great belief, Chris. But I need to, we need some 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 rules. We need some, you know what I'm saying? Some um, some guides, you know? We need some governors. Because you ain't just going to be running rampant. Be having me podcasting whenever you feel like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I know you. You know what I'm saying? We worked together on other stuff before. You're going to be like, yo, it's the day before. What we doing? Like, that's not good. So, yeah. Um, and I, and another thing they said also was, um, that I read in the book, I'm just giving out some of the top things that I remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head was the story of David versus Goliath. Yes. So my brother, he said that a good, a good acronym he came up with for Bible was basic instructions before leaving earth. I remember my brother told me that he's like, that's mm. what Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And I never heard that before. Um, and he that's said, that's dope. why everybody should read the Bible. Cause it's got all this, all the information you need to really be successful in life is in a Bible, whatever your Bible is, a Quran, a Torah, you know what I'm saying? Buddhist, whatever. Those are instructions for you to live a, a healthy life and whatever culture or lifestyle you wish to lead. So one of the stories that everyone knows about, you only got to read the Bible, know about David and Goliath for real. 100%. That's just a story in history. So David, and, and it's popularized that David beat Goliath with a stone. That's it. And for my whole life, I just thought, okay, that's fire. He beat him with a stone. But then in the book, you know, in Machiavelli with the prince, he was like, no, nah, that's not the case. Because he's alive. You know what I'm saying? He he part of that old tradition when history was still mm-hmm. an old tradition. So people was bards and telling the stories of the great men and stuff. He's like, nah, David didn't just go up against Goliath with the stone. The king at that time, I forget the name of the king. That's not important. But he had provided... David with a myriad of weapons, like a, a mm-hmm. whole armory, like he gave him swords, spears, maces, armor, shields, etc., um, crossbows, just arrows, things like that, that just keep him prepared because David was a small dude. He about to go up against Big Show. You know what I'm saying? This is Ray Mysterio versus Big Show. What, yes. what are we doing? You need to be armed to the chief. Here's a steel chair. Here's a sledgehammer. You know what I'm saying? The referee about to turn his back for like 30 minutes. So you just really try to get this man out the way. And David, as he entered into the ring, he just kind of let all that stuff go. And then all the armor dropped from his back. All the weapons dropped from his back. And he chose to go up against Goliath with just a stone and a sling. I mean, I guess a knife and a sling. And then that that was a metaphor for a life as a man. The tools of others do not benefit you. They only work to hold you back, constrict you, 
or they will fall to the ground when you need the most. They'll fall, you feel basically be rendered useless when you need the most. And when I read that, I, re I realized that in my life, a lot of the times that's true. When I get things that I've built for myself and tools that I bring to the table myself, they are obviously more I'm more able to use these tools because I'm comfortable with them. For example, if I was to go over someone's house and I'm about to cook, Mike knows I bring my mm. own utensils. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if I'm about to barbecue at your house, I'm bringing my own tools. I'm bringing my own cookings. I'm bringing my own seat. I'm at your house. You have all those things, but I need mine. Why? Because I'm going to be more successful with things I'm comfortable with as opposed to something that you give me that I had to learn or I'm mm. going, or something that is borrowed. It's not necessarily mine to own. So I don't really understand the faculties of this tool or how to use it successfully. So it's like it's a lot of tools like that. Um, in the book is even the ideas of how you need to be a, a moral man or you need to be um an unmoral man and and that, and that means that you in life you can't be all good to people and you can't be all bad to people and i realized that in my life I almost and you know, most of my relationships i'm always all good always and then that that souls and he said in the book that that souls a belief that you are weak <laughs> And that you are someone to be taken advantage of because mm. you are easy, you are quick to give and not quick to assert yourself. But the vice versa, if you're someone who's quick to assert yourself and slow to give, that makes people resent you, which is why I am endearing to a lot of people mm. that know me. They, they, a lot of people like me when they meet because like I'm such a bright and, you know, despite my tangent about women should be wearing dresses and all that other stuff, that nonsense I was talking about, you know, I was, I was, I was half kidding, half kidding. But, uh, <laughs> You know, about that stuff I was saying, like, it's funny, like, when they hear me say that type of stuff, but in real life, it's like, I'm real, really a teddy bear or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. it sound good, but in real life, I'm real, you know what I'm saying? I'm yes. sweet with it, you know yes. what I'm saying? That's, that's <laughs> you why know? I be letting you live on here. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm a teddy right, bear, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, it's wild, you know what I'm saying? And he was talking about that, like, you got to have an edge to you because if only when you have an edge to you is when people respect you. And then I started thinking about that, my personal relationship stuff. It's like, that's very true. Like, every time... You know what I'm saying? Stuff don't work out. It's because I've been so good or so this or so that and so forgiven and so this or that. It's like people just begin to take advantage. But then when I develop that edge, it's so unexpected. Oh, my God, you're so mean. Oh, why would you? Oh, my God. Why would you say that to me? Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying? You try to play with me like I'm a sucker. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no sucker. You know what I'm saying? Don't play with me. Play with your bitch. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, man, like it's, it's just a lot of things like that I've been getting from the book. So I'm, I'm almost at the end of it now and I'm going to listen to it one more time so I can really try to retain it and then i'm gonna move on to another book i downloaded like five or six books um last weekend um because i wanted to check them all out i checked out the, the five rings by miyamoto mashashi and i know that sounds crazy but that book is a, a a bevy of information on how you should use your tactics basically the overall theme of the book is that you should not marry yourself to any one way of thinking being moving or believing you need to be free if you need to be free you need to be fluid and you need to be ready to adapt to all situations there is no, and there's not one way to skin a horse. That was another book thing that I got from the five range. There's multiple ways to mm -hmm. do everything. And what you need to do is become an expert at reacting and being proactive. That's what you need to do to be successful in any situation in life. If you are proactive, not reactive, and if you are adaptive and not rigid, you're going to be successful <laughs> in a fight. In business, in relationships, you got to like all these things are. And I was just like, yo, I, I mean, a lot of these things I feel like I was doing already, but to have yeah. people that were, like you said, my great thinkers from the past solidifying the things and acting as a foundation for things that you were already doing, it makes you feel like, man, I'm walking a real fire there. I think mm -hmm. I'm in the right path. You know what I'm saying? These are my brethren. You know what I'm saying? These are not people, these are not scholars that I'm looking up to. These are my kinfolk. You know what I'm saying? I'm just Aristotle, young girls. That's me. You know what I'm saying? Plato. Yes. 
That's me, me, me and Moto Masashi. That's me, you know what I'm saying? Hitler. That's I mean, no, nah, not not Hitler. <laughs> not Hitler. He wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Let's not put him on there. Um, but it is what it is, man. So that's why I'm at with it, man. Y'all should read more books. Read more books, bro. If you a guy and you don't read books, you ain't gonna you ain't you gonna end up with some Cheeto eating, um, hot Cheeto eating early in the morning screaming at you, baby mama, bro, because you don't read books. Read read some books. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Have some culture about yourself. Get some class about yourself. And you'll be surprised how you start to change your life when you start to consume that information. You know what I'm saying? If you out here just listening to Moneybag Yo and Lil Baby thinking you're going to be successful, bruh, you might be. If you're a trap star, you just might be. But if you mm-hmm. got something, you endeavoring to be a little bit more than just king of the trap, you should definitely do that. You know what I'm saying? You might end up stop. You might, you know what I'm saying? You might get off them dishes and get on to the cook. You know what I'm saying? You might get on the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you if you're working at the postal service, they might make you the person that's head of the management staff. So you ain't got to go out in the rain all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're working at FedEx, you might end up running a whole branch. You might make it from being branch manager to being regional manager. If you just start applying a little bit of just intentionality to your life. So that's all I got to say about it. Read a book. Yeah, Chris. And I think that's always a nice little plug and play for Moodify because I like that you said you give someone the tools, but it's 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 really not about the tools, right? That someone else gives you. It's it's about your comfortability being able to utilize them and harness them. And sometimes it's best to use your own. Um, so when I think about Moodify, yeah, it's a framework for life to get you to become the version of yourself that you want to be, to get your community to be the version of it that it wants to see and society as a whole. It's like that larger existential thing. Like, how do you get us to get to the place where we're beyond a lot of the nonsense that we've talked about all throughout this podcast today? What are we going to hold ourselves accountable to, to achieve that vision that we've set for ourselves? Yeah, how are we going to be beyond hood and evil? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, Chris. <laughs> I'm nice. But the point is, this is not about the actual tool itself or the app that it'll become or the website that it currently is. It's about the mindset that it's trying to get you to harness that you already have. It's about agency. It's about efficacy. It's about clarity. So when you talk about being bullish, right, you can run through all the walls. You're still going to operate with such gusto that you're going to get to where you need to go eventually. But it may take you a couple of tries to really land in that spot. I may always know the end of where I want to be. So I'm moving toward that. But I'll have to figure out how I'm actually going to get there, no matter how agile I'm going to be. I think both of those approaches, when they're married together, are exactly what you need. You need to be very bullish about the vision that you have set for yourself. If you're bullish with no vision, <laughs> you can end up anywhere and nowhere. Yeah. Right? If you have a vision and you're not bullish, it's never going to become reality. <laughs> Right. So I I love to see the healthy marriage of those two. And that is not a tool that is a framework for life or in layman's terms, that is a mindset. Right. Make plans, (laughs) have visions and be comfortable with pivoting. That's like you want. No, no. There's one more example. That's like you and your your boo. Say more. I feel like you a fox and Erica very much is a lion, bro. Erica knew what she was doing since she was doing, bro. Like she was Mm -hmm. like, be a doctor. And he was like, oh, it sounds good. You gonna be a, you know what I'm saying? You smart, but you ain't about to be a doctor. But then it's like whole time, she what? She like a couple of residency hours away. This is she, your wife about to oh, be yeah. a whole doctor. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's crazy. The might just be like, no, nah, I'm doing that. 
And ain't nothing going to stop me either. You with me or you against me. It's like, oh, 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 all right, easy, big fella, easy. And that's kind of what happened, you know what I'm saying? And then Mike, and Mike Banner Fox was like, you know what? I'm going to go run with this bull real fast. I'm going to get this line real fast. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all out here playing, play, playing for play, play, man. I'm about to go run with this line. I see y'all. I see y'all. Because I, you know what I'm saying? I had enough for these games. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what happened. So, you know what I'm saying? If, if vice versa. You know what I'm saying? If you're a lion, you need to go find you a fox, bro, mm. or lady, or ma'am, sis, whatever you, whatever new term, cool term, human. You know what I'm saying? Go find you a fox. And if you're a fox, go find you a lion. And you're going to be surprised because stuff is going to work. It's going to manifest success. Boom. So, yeah, man, that's the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Mike Loki just gave a better plug than I gave for Moodle Fire in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? His name was all clear and concise, sounding like a commercial. My name sounded like somebody that's crazy as hell off the Adderall trying to get their words together. Got a, some sort of speech experiment, man. You know what I'm saying? They call me Remix because I be stuttering sometimes. Uh, so, but make sure you get Moodify. You know what I'm saying? If you if you got something in your life you're trying to change, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to figure out how to get in them jeans before they send you back to the office. Moodify. You mm-hmm. try to figure out how to play a piano, Moodify. You know what I'm saying? It might get you right, you know, get you on the right steps so you can end up in the right key so you can play the right melody and see how those keys work together. I was trying to come up with another one, I couldn't really figure it out. If you're trying to end the conflict in Palestine, you know what I'm saying, with Israel and Palestine, I don't know if Moodify can do that, bro. That's a big, you know what I'm saying? You might, you know what I'm saying? We might need to get, um, you know, Allah and you know, Jewish God, you know, Yahweh to just duke it out. They might need to get five minutes, run and shoot the fade real fast. Just try to really see, you know what I'm saying? Put it all on a on a table and see who gonna really get the land. Like, I think that would be a dope way to just get that out the way. Somebody need to get set that up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe uh, Al, Al, Al Heyman can set that up. You know what I'm saying? He able to set up all the big boxing matches. Maybe he can get Yahweh, <laughs> Yahweh to fight, you know, Allah and Yahweh to fight. And then for the, some branding, you know what I'm saying? We talking about tools a lot in this podcast. We talking about things that you can, can do, weapons and instruments that can help you be successful step works is that tool it mm. might not be yours but it can be yours mm. <laughs> for a simple not for a simple fee is it mon- nominal no it's handsome but you know everyone needs a handsome fee from time to time everyone needs that one handsome friend if you unless you're a lady even ladies need handsome friends you know what i'm saying diamonds and grenades so you got uh <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Stiffworks, S-T-I-T-H-W-O-R-K-S.com. You know what I'm saying? Hit them up and just check us out and we'll get to you and get you together in what? 30 minutes like Domino's Pizza. And that's the podcast, man. Beyond Hood and Evil. Hey, I appreciate you, baby. Appreciate you, man.